0: Welcome to this episode of IG Talk with Robert Smallwood, where we feature interviews with IG leaders from around the globe, as well as discussions of IG news, events, and best practices. Hi, today we have Barry Briseke, the Director of Information Governance and Privacy from eVisit, a telehealth company in Arizona. And uh, Barry was actually my uh, partner when we co-founded IG World Magazine. And um, today we're gonna talk about Colonial Pipeline's ransomware attack, which is a a year ago this month. And uh, Barry was actually involved somewhat on the periphery with me on that. So Barry, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks a lot, Robert. Um, So Colonial Pipeline is a a pretty large infrastructure company. They have uh, a thousand employees, 200 knowledge workers, and about a billion dollars a year in revenue. Now, you were the lead consultant on an information governance study for Colonial Pipeline between July 2017 and January 2018. That's uh, a couple of years before the hack actually occurred. And so I wondered, could you tell us some lessons learned from that IG study that you did for Colonial?
0: Yeah, it was a a very comprehensive study. It was... um... You know, six months in the making, and uh, we covered 12 departments plus their SharePoint administrator and uh, ended up started out with a hundred plus page report and um, then had called it down to 68 pages. And uh, it went through in detail where the issues were in terms of records management and information governance. And the tool we used for the records management assessment was ARMA's generally accepted record keeping principles. And on the IG side, I tried to use the IG process maturity model from CGOC, which is the most popular assessment tool for IG professionals, Uh, but they simply didn't have enough processes in place from an IG standpoint. So I just had to kind of use that as a a guideline and a a yardstick. But, um, you know, in the final report, It was very clear just in the executive summary here.
1: Did you make some recommendations?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I I tried to let uh, management know in a general way, you know, what what they were facing. Um, And then we can dig into some of the details, too. But just to read from the uh, Colonial Pipeline uh, executive summary, Colonial Pipeline has significant challenges in governing information. In the current environment, knowledge workers have a difficult time finding the information they need to do their jobs, and company records are not managed consistently. These challenges in finding and controlling information present an unacceptable level of information risk, increased compliance costs, and operational inefficiency. And I'd like to point out, Barry, that um, in the case of just searching and finding regulatory documents required by uh, federal regulators for maintenance, they an instance where the regulator said you should be able to find these in 15 minutes. And it literally took them three weeks to come up with a document.
1: These are the kind of documents that would be relevant in, in like a pipeline spill kind of situation where people were trying to put the pipeline back together and they didn't even have the original drawings.
0: Yes. And um, well, also the maintenance documents. So making sure that if they, they monitor potential cracks or leaks and um, proactively uh, maintain them, but they kind of had a history since they're a very profitable company, 100 to 400 million a year, which is highly profitable. They were used to just simply throwing an army of lawyers at these oil spills they would have in protected areas now and then. And they sort of seemed to be, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, that sort of in their, in their culture that they had the money to fix things uh, if they needed to. And so when I Came up with some of these, um, you know, uh, found many of these security weaknesses and flaws and information governance uh, failures. Uh, they management took it as well, we have cyber insurance, so we think we're covered. And um, you know, there, there were early signs that they were in trouble because the year before the, the CFO was hacked, uh, was spoofed by uh, an outsider. And ended up wiring fifty grand.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: On, on what on what he thought was the CEO's order, and um, and they just sort of brushed that off. And uh, so, you know, I
1: I wish I could just blow fifty grand and still have my job. Wouldn't that just be amazing?
0: Yeah. Um, and so, one of the first recommendations, I'll just read some of these recommendations uh, out of this executive summary about the roadmap for improvement, it begins with launching an information security awareness program, number one on the list, and using file analysis software to clean up and remediate shared drives. Standardization of information assets must then be organized with an enterprise-wide taxonomy and classification scheme and through the implementation of enterprise content management system or enterprise uh, or content services. And the time frame was approximately 24 months, and the uh, budget for the whole thing, uh, including training and managed services implementation, uh, was about 1.3 million. And so, you know, we, we knew they had security issues, and they did too. Uh, they actually, at the same time, were doing a security assessment, right?
1: Yeah. So, did you find out how the uh, hackers actually got in? Um,
0: yeah. Uh, well, what they all I know is what they reported in the press. So, you know, we don't know if this is true or not, but what they said was there was a VPN server that wasn't inventoried and was not in use or something. And they were able to get in there and, uh, and, and enter that way. And that's one of the most fundamental things in cybersecurity hygiene for IT, isn't it?
1: It sure is. You know, all of your assets should be inventoried. When you look at any of the cybersecurity frameworks, whether that's the NIST framework, Uh, 853, or even the CIS top 20, uh, control number one is always inventory your assets, Mm -hmm. because you can't protect what you don't know that you don't have, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other thing that is just amazing, if you think about a billion-dollar company, I mean, where were their backups? Anybody should have a ransomware um, plan, right? And your ransomware plan starts with well, if my systems get locked up today, I'm going to roll back to my backup from yesterday. And so at eVisit, we do air gapped backups, so that they're physically separate uh, on a completely different system. Um, and you know, we'll uh, connect a cable, do the backup, and then disconnect the cable, so that if we were to get uh, um, you know compromised, there the bad actor would not be able to get to our backup system.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's just normal IT operation stuff. And they weren't executing on that, but I'll tell you how bad it was. Um, here's some of the quotes from interviews when we uh, went department to department. And these aren't even the worst ones because we were asked to tone down the report after we sent the first draft. Um in fact, we had a lot of pages upon pages of damning information about their IT operation, which I was told through the grapevine to uh, cut back significantly because the CIO wasn't happy with that. And uh, I was going to have to work with her if, I was, if we were going to do this implementation. So um, I let them know about these issues, but they didn't want upper management knowing about it. So I had to pare it back. I was kind of between a rock and a hard place. But here's some sample quotes from the interviews. Um, I can never get the keywords right when I search. Either it brings up everything or nothing when I search for documents. Not even basic information is easy to find. And then from the IT department, I wouldn't trust the data. Probably 40% of content is duplicate. Most people are on, in the company are on legal hold, and we'd like to unburden the users from legal hold process. Their, their systems, or their information management was so messed up that they couldn't actually Put a legal hold in a granular way on a on a finite set of emails in a, or, or documents in a certain date range, uh, or uh, under with certain topics. They would just put the person's whole office on legal hold. So everything if you can imagine working where everything you do is on legal hold, and they had uh, a, a dozen or, or so people that were their whole office was on legal hold. Everything they did, and this is a really poor working environment, but people were making so much money at, at well-compensated that they sort of uh, went ahead and stuck with it.
1: Now, were you able to identify their, you know, the crown jewels, so to speak, the most important pieces of information inside that company?
0: Yeah, I uh, I went department by department and um, and in business development, um, I, I um, found... <laughs> And what was astonishing to me when I was interviewing the uh, the person there, I, I asked about, you know, because information governance takes a, the approach of inventorying your digital assets from the inside out and prioritizing those and locking down those crown jewels, whereas typical cybersecurity, traditional cybersecurity is more concerned with the perimeter. <clears throat> so I asked him uh, about this information. He said, well, this information here is, is so valuable, you could become a billionaire pretty fast with it and i said how is that he said well this is the nomination system our sales ordering system so if you had access to this you would know who is ordering what and when and it's going through the pipeline so you would know if an airline uh, or airline consortium is, is buying uh, jet fuel or if uh, a, you know oil company gas companies are buying a diesel or regular gas and a and hundred thousand gallons or a million or whatever it might be. And then if you're in New York and you're a hedge funder, you could make bets and win every time uh, the commodities. So in my assessment here, I'll read it straight from the report in business development, sensitive information regarding the nomination. And this is bold in bold, sensitive information regarding the nomination system, customers and orders would be highly valuable to certain outsiders, such as commodity brokers and hedge fund traders. During on-site interviews, the comment was made, someone could become a billionaire fast with this information. So this information should be examined more closely using a cybersecurity lens and specialized tools to ensure the information is not compromised or being monitored. Often, rogue organizations will monitor a target's information systems for months or even years and go unnoticed. So this was, you know,
1: glaringly brought out in the report. And, And, And so did the pipeline get compromised? Is that why they had to shut down? or was it actually this order system that you're talking about?
0: Yeah, they shut down for something like five days and caused gas shortages all over the Southeast and Northeast, um, because, not because their operational technology of the pipeline was um, compromised, because there is an air gap between their information technology and their operational technology. But the reason they had to shut down is because this nomination system, and this was publicly reported, their nomination system or sales ordering system had been uh, encrypted, and so they didn't know who was ordering what, and they they couldn't get that straight, and uh, they had to shut down. So, um, you know, very valuable lesson there. Find your crown jewels and uh, invest in security in encryption or information rights management or similar technologies and um, and, and protect that most valuable information.
1: So now, how did this event affect their business strategy? They suffered significant brand damage, right? All of a sudden, everybody in the United States knew who Colonial Pipeline was. And uh, I think their business strategy was acquisition. And were they able to follow through on that acquisition strategy after they were breached?
0: Uh, no, they weren't. And uh, that was the objective. their business objective was because they had so much cash, hundred to four hundred million a year going into the coffers, they wanted to start making acquisitions of complementary businesses. And so this is one of the key reasons, along with the fact that something like forty percent of their workforce was eligible to retire in five years. Um, they needed to get their systems in place, organized and standardized. so, Anyone working there could search and find what they need, and, um, and and of course they had significant issues as a result of this poor information management, like the challenges in the legal hold notification process. So, <clears throat> yeah, their objective, business objective, was to start making acquisitions, um, and, and this is such a private company that when you go to their headquarters in Alpharetta, Georgia, there's not even a sign outside. They don't, they don't even want anybody to know they're there. They wanted to be under the radar because you know, they've got 2,000 miles of exposed pipeline and they just really didn't want anybody to uh, know it was a very stealth operation. And now their CEO had to go to Capitol Hill and testify and the whole world knows who they are. And um, uh, so, you know, that compromised them from a brand standpoint dramatically. And they were not able to then start to make acquisitions like they wanted to do. If they would have standardized their systems with a standardized taxonomy and metadata strategy, and a new content services or content management system, you know, then they, they could have uh, folded in these new acquisitions more easily and, uh, and and fold them into their standardized approach.
1: So the you know the business executives were relying on cyber insurance to protect them from yeah. a ransomware attack. Yeah, and and maybe the cybersecurity insurance paid for whatever the ransomware fee was, but. This brand damage was so significant that for years, Colonial is going to be handicapped by their inability to grow.
0: Yeah, it's it's permanent damage. Um, you know, I guess they're, they're lucky that they're a private company and they'll continue their monopoly you know, they're a consortium of uh, oil companies and the Koch brothers and uh, a couple others. And so they've got a monopoly. Uh, if you want gas in the Northeast, it has to come from Houston and go through everyone's backyards all the way. They make a drop in Atlanta, they go up to Newark. And and uh, so that that is a it's a part of the critical infrastructure of the United States. And the reason I spoke out about it was because they treated this with uh, in such a cavalier fashion this critical infrastructure, I felt like the public needed to know that um, you know, these people, they had made some serious management errors in terms of their decision-making.
1: That is just uh, so enlightening. Uh, it's amazing what an information governance study can turn up. And it's unfortunate that the executive team failed to take the recommendations that you presented in your report. Yeah, and
0: in fact, they killed the IG program after I uh, rendered this report. Um, The executive VP of risk was supposed to be the executive sponsor, uh, never saw her in a meeting. um, And um, this is why I recommend you also have a deputy executive sponsor, at least to step in, in the absence of your executive sponsor. And um, their uh, 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 CIO took it over, and uh, decided to focus on cybersecurity, and they were doing that assessment, but cybersecurity without information governance is not effective as as we saw. So those are some of the lessons learned with the uh, Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack.
1: Well, a year later, and uh, we're still talking about them, so um, I'm just glad I don't work there. Yeah,
0: yeah. we we thought, we, we, we recommended they hire a chief information security officer, and you were actually uh, put your hat in the ring for that. But they never did hire one over the course of the next three years. And that's, you know, this is part of the result of that poor decision as well.
1: Yeah. Some so, people don't know what, uh, you know, with the information they have, right? That's what exactly. the information governance program is all about, is being able to uh, monetize their data. And uh, in this situation, uh, Colonial managed to demonetize the information they have. Yeah.
0: And they, now they still have that problem. So here it is. You know, it's four or five years later. They still have this issue. They still have to go clean up all that. But it's going to cost them millions and millions and millions more. So uh, thanks very much, Barry, for uh, being with us today and, uh, and addressing this critical issue. I think uh, a lot of companies are going to benefit from this.
1: Have a great day, Robert. Good talking okay. to you.
0: OK, take care. Talk to you later. Listening to another episode of IG Talk, the leading voice in the industry, which features IG leaders, news, events, and best practices. Tune in next time to stay up to date on the changing world of information governance.